Bonjour. Julien. Ah, ça va et toi Welcome to Cross Pass, the brand new UTMB World Series podcast. Each month, two trail runners, one elite and one amateur, will meet and discuss what trail running means to them. In their conversation, they'll also reveal what drives them in life and how they express it on the hills. They will share their common passions, interests, beliefs, and get to know each other along the way. And so will we. In this fifth episode, Killian Dornette, the four times winner of UTMB, a runner who needs no introduction, met Julien Loisy, a French banker who learned to balance his passion for running, biking, and his work. Together, they spoke about the beauty and dangers of the mountains, the responsibility of being admired, and of course, Stephen King's novels. We hope you'll enjoy this privileged moment where they cross paths. Hi, Julien. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, I'm fine, I'm fine, and you? Yeah, I'm doing good, yeah. Just before uh, we entered here, you told me that uh, now you are injured, so you are cycling a lot? Yes, I'm just cycling because uh, I do a soccer tournament and I injure my knees for the second time. So I have to abort my uh, running uh, campaign for this year. Yeah, so I start. So Julien, you are 36. We are almost same age, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You live in Lausanne and you are in charge of fraud prevention in a bank in Geneva. That, that must be a tough job. It is yeah, interesting a, job, yeah. Yeah, interesting job, yeah. So you started the sport at a young age uh, with football and then running at, uh, at, this, at that time. You started first with uh, 3K, 5K and then longer distances. Never really stops since then. At 30 years old, you took a big turn in your life. You keep smoking, you became vegan and you started triathlon. Being in the mountain, the call for the trail was not far. And that's also around the time that you started trail running. And you also really like uh, podcasting and produce many of uh, them on different topics, such as uh, literature or society. Did I miss something on that? No, I think you make a good resume of uh, what I am. <laughs> so, Kilian, you definitely don't need introduction, I think. Uh, but I will try anyway. You are 35 and considered as one of the greatest long-distance trail runners and ski mountainers of all time. You hold impressive records, such as the fastest ascent of the Mount Everest, twice in a week, without supplemental oxygen. You won most of the major ultra trail races, such as the UTMB four times, the Grand Raid at the La Réunion twice, the Hard Rock five times, and the Western State one time. You embody passion, engagement, performance, and a spirit of adventure in the global outdoor world. And uh, you launch your own outdoor brand named Normal. Does it yeah, pronounce like that? Yeah, we pronounce normal, yeah. <laughs> In 2022 and the No Trace program this year. I think we'll talk about that later. And you are highly engaged for the environment. You also created your own foundation. Your wife, Emily Forsberg from Sweden, also competes in ski mountaineering, trail running and sky running events. And finally, you are the father of two girls born in March 2019 and April 2021. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's complete? Yeah, that's me, yeah. <laughs> So I start with a question. How do you find all the energy to do all of that? Yeah, well, I think it's, it's, it's all about balance, like about being uh, balanced uh, with everything you do and, and to, to the things that really matter, the things that uh, I really enjoy doing it. And then uh, to know myself, I know that if I do too much of something, I will be like uh, with anxiety or stress or that. And so mm -hmm. I stop doing it or I do less. So 
I think uh, being where we live, like in, we live in Norway in, in a pretty quiet place. So it, it's nice to, because both Emily, my wife and myself, we like being alone. Yeah, quite so, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, so that's, uh, I think, the, the secret probably to, to be able to do that much is to spend a lot of time like just uh, by ourselves and yeah, to find like some calm before like end of the storms. Okay, because before you were living in Chamonix? Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. been living in Chamonix for like uh, 10 years and it, it was great. Like it's, it's, it's an amazing place where like, you know, like uh, you've been there, right? Mm-hmm. I've been. So, you know, it's beautiful mountains, it's, it's nice place to train and, and all that, but, uh, but it's busy. It's very, very it's busy. busy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we wanted something where we had mountains, but also some calm. And I think um, it, it became one of the capital of the trail runners because a lot of people are now living there around yeah well a few runners like it's uh peter engal that uh won today here in the eger ultra it's uh jonathan album that uh, he's also like a very very good runner it's a good like outdoor community a lot of climbers a lot of uh, outdoor people but still like it's if you want to spend like one month without seeing anyone like training it's very very easy to do <laughs> yeah. and you come from uh like you live in lausanne but uh yeah your accent is not uh yeah Swiss, i'm from yeah. the seaside i was born in uh, in normandy uh, I start to run on a flat road because uh, in Normandy it's really flat. And I start to do trail running when I moved in Switzerland seven years ago. So you move for the work and then you discover the mountains? Exactly. So to be honest, I discovered trail with you because okay. in my previous, one of my previous jobs in Paris, I was working for a bank and I went to La Réunion and it was in October, so during La Diagonale des Fous. It was crazy. It was crazy. And we were in a restaurant and on the TV at the bottom of the room, they broadcast a documentary about you. And uh, it was a, my first contact with trail running world. And uh, when I, we moved with my wife in Switzerland, we start to run outside the road and start to go in the mountain at the beginning to hike. And then we start to run. And this is how I, I start to do this kind of new new sport. Yeah, I think it's, it's many people that it's just like when moving to the mountains, it invites you to, to go running and that. But you, you had been running before, no? Yeah, like yeah. when you were a kid or... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do uh, 3K running uh, in a club when I was uh, a teen. And uh, I, I continue to do that because in Paris, it's more convenient to do just road running. So um, I extend the distance, half marathon, marathon. And then I came to Switzerland. This is where I continue to extend a little bit until the trail distance. And uh, yes, I always run. I think it's like 20 years I'm running. Yeah, so all your life. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a good sport. I like it. Yeah. At the beginning, I was running uh, after a ball because I was playing soccer. And then I, I got too many injuries on my legs because this sport is really hard for legs. I got knee injuries, ankle injuries. And so the, um, my father asked me to stop football <laughs> and to start to do athletism instead. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, what are you racing normally? Like you like long distances or short distances? I try to balance between road and trail. So in road, I'm doing marathon. I try to do one marathon each year. This year I did the Geneva one. In trail, I'm try to do between 30 and 80 kilometers. It depends. Oh, yeah, pretty long. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's cool because uh, it's, it's an experience to yeah. do. But I, I would not <laughs> learn that to you. But uh, when you are running for a lot of hours, your mind is starting to meditate a little bit and it's interesting. For a marathon, it's three hours, four hours, so you are only focused on your pace and your body, but for a trail, you have to focus on so many things that at one moment your mind is going elsewhere. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because like people that do road, it's like all about the time. So what was your TV in marathon? 
it's a three thirteen. Wow, good, good time, yeah. Yeah. And and you mentioned that the difference between roads and, and trail is is that that probably in the road like uh, you find more like the the pacing and the time, and then like in trails is more like this. And also the mood of the person who participate because on marathon everyone is focused on his performance. Like you said, you have a time to beat. In trail, a lot of people like for me, just we want to finish it. <laughs> we, because we don't know which time we will do it's uh, because sometimes we are struggling because the pass is really small and so uh, we have to walk and uh, in conditions can be completely yeah. different so it's uh, totally, yeah. totally and it's much much harder <laughs> today you were we are in eager and so you did a 16k yeah was it good yeah, it was uh, it was good like it's I have been here uh, two times before, like uh, first time it was 2006, I did a ski mountaineering race and then 2015 I, I was climbing uh, in Eger. So it's the third time here, it's, it's such a beautiful mountain, it's like it's, it's just so wonderful with like all these giant walls around and Emily, my wife, she was doing the, the 51, so I was thinking, okay, like I come, follow and, and I do the, the 16, mostly because I, uh, I needed to get a, a stone to <laughs> to be able to register for UTMB, but also like uh, I know the, the organizer here, like uh, Werner Marti, um, he, we have been racing together in ski mountaineering. Okay. We did uh, Trofeo Mizalama, it's a ski mountaineering race together. It was an easy race uh, okay. for me today, but just like enjoying and, and it was a very great ambience too. Okay, and do you come with your kids? Not this time, your... actually, okay. that's the first time ever, like since they are born, that they are far away from us, like okay. they are, uh, we have been either me or my wife together with them, and that's the first time ever. So we are more stressed probably than them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And and you, yeah, you were racing today. You you mentioned that you you were injured. Yes, I injured myself in a soccer game. I only do bike for now because uh, I can keep my knee on, on the lane to do not... Uh, um, to make it worse. To make it worse, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I try to balance between running and biking now because uh, I don't want to get a long-term injury for my hip or my knees or my legs. So I try to balance between running and, and biking. And I don't know if you you are thinking about that because you are 35. Yeah. And uh, you are running for since you were born, more or less. <laughs> and, and and do you think about uh, maybe you will, at one moment, you will say, okay, I will stop running at this level of competition, I mean, because you want to prevent your body to some injuries. Yeah, I think more than than injuries, I think it's more like the, the commitment to train hard. It's um, to reach this level. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of commitment. I mean, like uh, like it's it's twenty four hours every day, like uh, every day a week, uh, all the year. Like it's uh, training hard. You you have pain like most of the time. Like uh, it's some small injuries all the time and. And you need to, to go with it. I, I would say it's physically like uh, you do it, but uh, mentally to, to say, okay, commit to, to that. It's, I think that's the hardest uh, probably. Uh, but I love it. Like I, I love to be out and I love to run. And so I don't know, probably it will be a moment I would say, okay, I don't want to. I think mostly about like the just to, to do races locally, I think I will always do like uh, until I can run and, and do projects in the mountains and things. And I think it's more like about, yeah, what. The motivation every year that it's uh, yeah, it's different. It's yeah, a lot of sacrifice. To uh, no? well, it's I personally I like it mostly. Mm -hmm. Like uh, it's uh, it's um, yeah, uh, it's it's easy. Like I love what going training and that. It's it's mostly that uh, 
yeah, it's, it's impossible. Like we live in a society that it's like, if you want, you can, and that's that's bullshit. Like uh, it's a uh, it's a good marketing uh, <laughs> sentence, but it really, like, uh, come on. Like if you want to do things properly, like you need to to choose ways, and that means that you open doors and, and and you close other doors. It's how it is, and I like it actually. Like to train like every day when I'm not training, it's like oh something missing. And do you train a lot with your wife because she's an athlete too on the same sport? So do you share? training session like I think maybe in Norway because it's some quiet place. Yeah, uh, the last past years like uh, with the kids it's been like uh, mostly like okay you train until 12 and, okay, and then we split the day so we haven't been running much <laughs> together the last years but uh, yeah now that they go to kindergarten like uh, we can do some trainings together and it's uh, it's nice but uh, it's fun like I, I like to run with people uh, like um, as a uh, mentioned before like uh, Peter, uh, Jonathan Albon, they live there so like uh, we do some training together but it's also nice to go to train alone and yeah sometimes like I I like both and what, what do you prefer like uh, training like uh, with group or like uh, alone? It, it depends on the objective to be honest because uh, when it's a long session I prefer to be alone like to put a podcast or music and going in the wild but when I do um, fractionate Interval sessions. Interval yeah. sessions, thanks. So when I do interval session, I prefer to be in a group because it's for me it's harder to do uh, interval session. Yeah, it's same here. It's <laughs> so annoying. Like, yeah. and it is quite annoying. Like, like when you have to do 10, 15, 20 times, uh, 30 seconds at the highest speed, and then to to, to rest. I think it's yes. The, the time flies when you are in a group to do that. I have some memories of in January when not a lot of people are running and so you go to the stadium and you do uh, you do it uh, alone on the stadium it's really really sad <laughs> yeah and and yeah you, you do kind of a, a, a pretty structured training like uh, it seems so yeah do, do you have a coach or you are in a, a club or, or with the experience from like uh, so when i was young i was in a club and now um i have um, I, i go on the website and i purchase a, a training plan from okay. a from a coach because now with technologies you can buy this training plan it goes directly in your garmin watch So it's really convenient when you don't have the knowledge to just purchase that and, and, and to follow that. And I'm teaching wood, but so far it's working. For triathlon, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, going to a club because uh, I don't like swimming. I'm and swimming. it's very technical too, like you need to learn a lot of the Exactly. I, I think I learned the techniques of running in a club when I was doing athletism. But for swimming, yes, I'm, I'm swimming like a rock. So uh, <laughs> I need the yeah, teacher to, to improve my, uh, my moves. And, and so you do, you're doing triathlon too. So Yes. So football to get injured, <laughs> then uh, triathlon and, uh, and then... Uh, yeah, triathlon, it's cool. I, it's my best preparation, the preparation I preferred because it's not six times a week you have to run. You balance between swim, bike and run. And so uh, I never get injured when I was doing an Ironman or a triathlon or preparation. And you, do you think about doing some other sports like bike, like, I don't know. Uh... Well, I, I, I do bike a bit, like uh, now mostly when I'm injured actually. But, okay. uh, but I, I did a lot of biking when I was like uh, younger to train. Actually in the winter, I, I don't run at all. I, I just ski from like maybe November until April. It's just okay. skiing. So uh, actually like... I don't think about the sports, I think I, I like to go to the mountains and then I, 
if it's not like a ski, if it's uh, not snow, I run or climb. So I, for me, it's never been about like practicing a sport, but like about different ways to go to the mountains. Okay, that's and, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and where did you learn the techniques to go to the mountain? Because for me, I'm from the seaside. And so for me, the mountain is impressive and looks dangerous. So I ne will never go ski climbing or the things you do because I don't have the knowledge or the techniques to do that. Did you learn it from your parents? Did you learn it in a club? Yeah, no, no. Since uh, yeah, my parent was uh, my, my father was a mountain guide. My mother, she was doing also a lot of uh, mountaineering and, and expeditions and things like that. So I always joke that we didn't have a choice because, like, I think the first time I did a a summit like a 6,000 meter, it was when I was like three years old, and then like first time putting the crampons at uh, I don't know four or five years old, and so it, it was like natural like to, yeah. to to do that and then slowly learn the techniques and then like uh, with some mentors or friends like to to do some more like climbing and and so on and so on but uh, yeah it's um now i think like also i see in trail running that it's been a a big big change like where, when i started uh trail running it was i think like 2000 locally there and people that were racing it was most like mountain people mm -hmm. but uh climbers and alpinists that they were going fast so it was not really anyone looking for security or like safety because like everyone Knows. had the knowledge yeah. and i think especially after 2010 that it, it really became more and more popular then it was like this big question of like uh, yeah it's uh, it's important to remind that it's not only about running but it's also like about navigating in the mountains so like to teach that and, and i think that's uh, that's probably one of the challenges of trail running. Most of the times when we go to race, like it's everything fine because it's well organized and mm. it's marked and it's uh, security and, and. But it's more and more crowded too. Yeah. So um, yeah, uh, then it's uh, to, to learn the knowledge. So like, yeah, how how do you feel about that? Like, I was like, you, you came from Normandy, so like, not a lot of mountain experience. No. And when coming to like here to Switzerland, and when you go training or racing, like. Do you feel like it's it's something that it's like stopping you for, for the good? I mean, like mm -hmm. to, to say, okay, I I'm not I don't have the knowledge to continue, or like I I feel that it's it can be dangerous from there. How how is your feeling towards this kind of risk uh, when going to the mountains? First of all, yes, I never I will never choose a, a race where it's going too high because for the dangerosity because I don't have the techniques also to to run like you do on the rocks. It's something you have to learn when you want to do this kind of race. And I know that at one moment on altitude, your body starts to lacking oxygen. And uh, I have uh, memories about that. I was doing a trail in Zermatt. Ultrax? Ultrax. Yes. Okay, yeah, that's a very technical one. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I did a 50K. And uh, you know, you, you go to the observatory at uh, 3,100 meters. Just before you reach the observatory, you have one kilometer and a half flat. And I was thinking, okay, maybe I, I will run on this flat portion of, uh, of the race. And after 100 meters, my body said, no, it's too complicated for you. And my body is not used to this kind of altitude. Yes, for me, mountain is really like uh, a field where it's wild and it's not for everyone to, 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 to be able to, to, to race on that. It's required preparation. And uh, I think on, on road running, you can't, it's not you can cheat, but uh, if you run anywhere, you will be able to do your marathon or your half marathon. On trail, if you don't learn the techniques, if you don't learn to, how to climb, to also to prepare your legs to climb because it's another effort that running on flat. It could be a, a long moment. 
<laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. No, and then like uh, as you mentioned, like to know where 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 are your limits in terms of knowledge, like with like not in races, but like training, like if a storm comes, like how to do or like if uh, something happens. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like the sea. Huh? You, you cannot manage the nature. So if the mountain, like you say, a storm starting or uh, you have you have to stop it, you have to be aware that uh, the mountain will always beat you. So you have to be humble. And uh, yes, when the nature is saying to you uh, with uh, with rain, with wine, with storm, but it's not possible to continue. Yes, you have to stop it. And, and you mentioned that you, you have been racing Ultrax uh, here in Zermatt. And what other races have you been doing? My longest race I did was a maxi race in Nancy, okay, yeah. the 80K. My worst memories. <laughs> <laughs> it was in 2021, so the year before the COVID. So, you know, they moved. Normally it's in May, so they moved it in October. And the start was at midnight and a half instead of uh, three or four in the, in the night. I was going to work. I, I walked and then I get my bibs at uh, six. I tried to sleep for two, three hours. I went for a run and it was really, really hard because we, we start at night. So we see the sunrise, beautiful. And then we run for the full day and then the nights start to, again, uh, yes. to, to come again. And yes, I, I did it in 19 hours and it was really, really long. It was rainy. Mm. And uh, because um, I'm, I'm running a lot in Jura, and yeah. Jura is not as technical as Alps. And it's something I, I totally forget that uh, it's not a hiking pass flat. No, it's a lot of wood, of stones. It's technical. Yeah, yeah. And, and do, you, do you prefer wind or rain? Because it's two elements of the nature that can... Yeah, I like bad weather for races. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't care much, but if it's... I prefer when it's bad weather than when it's oh, good it's weather, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think I'm, I'm, I'm used, like, and now living in Norway, it's like, this summer has been very good, but last summer, from April to October, I think we had, like, four or five days with sun. Whoa. So, uh, yeah, we, we are used to run with rain and, and, and wind and all that, so yeah. So it was cloudy instead, like you don't see the sun? Yeah, no, or... it was raining. Like rain? A, oh, yeah, raining, right. raining. And, 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 <laughs> yeah, so uh, I like to race in, in bad weather conditions. Yeah, it's okay, hard. and you don't are afraid of sleeping on a stone? Or... No, I think, yeah, use, sometimes you sleep, but then you use this, uh, like it's some three meters or three centimeters that uh, you don't need to run. So it's, uh, yeah, I think it, it, it comes with it. And yeah, I, I prefer like, a, if it's technical, it's technical for everyone. So then it's, uh, yeah. It's interesting. It's like some Formula One driver, they prefer to race yeah, on a rain than on a, sunny, uh, on a sunny day. Yeah, to train is easier with, with the sun, huh? that's for sure. Like when it's raining and raining and yeah. raining the day after the motivation race, Because when it's in January and February, and I think in Norway, I don't know the temperature in, in January, but it's minus something. Yeah, yeah. But th then we go to ski, so that's pretty nice. Oh, then you're yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it can be, it can be yeah. the motivation when it's bad weather, it's, uh, it's always hard to get out. And uh, I have a question because during one of your UTMB, you have been beaten by a bee, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And how do you process that, that you prepare for a UTMB that is, I think, one of your main objectives of the year? And for something you cannot manage, a bee, you have to stop it. Well, I think it comes to, to experience on a time that uh, w when I was uh, young and, and I raised it and go as I planned, especially when like uh, problems that you cannot control that uh, ski, especially like a uh, breaking gear or these kind of things. Like I was so upset, like I was like so, so upset. It's like, come on, nah, that cannot be possible. And you are just like, um, but then like you learn that it's good races, but races, many things that you cannot control and it's. 
at the end of the, it's, it's just another day. So it's, uh, of course, we prepare. It's wisdom. Yeah, no, or not wisdom, but I think it's just like experience on like knowing that uh, I really like preparation. Most of the races I like to train. Okay. So if I have been enjoying the training and I have been seeing that I had progress, mm-hmm. then the race is just like a fun part at the end to see if uh, that works or not. The main goal is to progress and then the race is like a secondary thing. Okay. And so to monitor this progress, are you a data lovers? Are you recording a lot of data with your watch, uh, with a belt, or I don't know which kind of gear are you using? Or? Mm, like I have been training all my life by sensations. That don't mean like just like, oh, I feel good, I go fast. No, that means like, okay, I want to train like uh, feeling uh, exactly that or in this zone. And then like it's, it's the, what's called LPA, that it's like the, the effort, like a uh, feeling that... Uh, it dictates kind of mm-hmm. how fast I go. But um, I, I like to take that uh, uh, mostly to, to see very specific things. For example, if going to train in altitude or like going to expedition, then it's, it's very interesting to check like uh, the oxygen saturation like in the, okay. in the blood or in the muscle or like if I'm training, I don't know, something specific, uh, then it can be interesting to look at the lactate or whatever it is. And mostly just like to record, like especially if you do changes on training on that. Yeah, to, to see if it's to see if an it's, um, it have an effect and mm-hmm. to try to understand the physiology behind. So it don't dictates my training, but I like to use it for uh, okay. every now and then for that. Because 20 years ago, this kind of data was not so easily accessible. I remember when I was training at a club, uh, we have only a coach with the whistle and the chronometers. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's all, yeah. No, and then like, I think it's great to have so many data if you know how to use it first. And then like, uh, that, that it needs to be consistent. Like if you are just like looking like at, I don't know, the beauty marks or like the, the lactate one time every month, like that's, uh, that's noise. It's not like data, it's, it's just noise around that uh, it don't tell you anything. So uh, I think if it's, uh, it's better to stay to something that it can be whatever it is, if it's a heart rate or like lactate yeah. or like, but to be consistent, it's, it give you some, some information that is interesting. Are you using Strava? Um, I have, uh, I publish some activities. I, I keep a lot of private too. Um, mm-hmm. Also I think because it's uh, uh, like on a way, like uh, I, I love like uh, Strava and following other people and that. But uh, then, like, it's just, like, you need to train and not raise the training. Mm-hmm. And I think Strava is, like, kind of, like, it always pushes you to... It's true. ...to, to raise the training. I know that I'm, I get uh, fired very easily, I would say. Okay. Like, if we're running with another friend and, like, uh, uh, one is putting the, the, the feet before, like, we, st- we will finish, like, uh, sprinting. <laughs> so, like, uh, it's like, okay, I, I, I want to do my training easy, so I... <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, it's true. It, it yeah. pushes you maybe sometimes too, too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, like, another thing that it's... Uh, I, I do a lot of training in, in, in very technical terrain. I need to do that, especially for, like, uh, some mountain projects. I feel like uh, it's, it's a lot of people that uh, will just, like, not put it in, into the context and just, like, try to go there and, and, and kill themselves, probably. So, like, to, to, to try to ask, like, avoid a bit, a bit that. Yes, it's true that the weather data is also important in your sport. Because yeah. when you are going to the mountain, you have to check. If yeah, it's yeah, no, weather and like conditions. Exactly. It's a lot of uh, a lot of different things. So you, you are mentioning your your worst memory from a race. It was like in uh, in Maxi race. Yes. Well, what's the best one? 
Ah, it's interesting. Zermatt was good. When you finish and you are racing in the small village, because it's a small village, Zermatt, with a lot of crowd uh, um, applause, that was a good memory. And uh, also I did the Eco Trail in Paris this year, when you finish by climbing the first floor of the Eiffel Tower. Ah, yeah. That's also cool, because uh, you have a lot of tourists around the Eiffel Tower. They don't know that you are racing, but they saw people racing, so they are uh, encouraging you to, to finish it. That was, uh, that was good memories. Each time you finish a race at more or less the time you are targeting, it's cool. And what are your, like, uh, do you have a bucket list of races you want to do? I don't know. I like to push a little further each year until my body will say stop because you cannot do more. Even if it's really, really technical, I think La Diagonale des Fous, it's something that uh, is interesting because uh, the landscape of what you see do during the race, it's beautiful. Yeah, and it's so varied, like it have volcanoes and jungle and like a mountain and like the, the coast and, and then the ambience is just like... It's, yes, it's all crazy. the island is dedicated to yeah. this event, that's, that, that's crazy, I saw that. And the other one is something I will do this year, but it's a bike event, it's a Paris-Brest-Paris. Ah, yeah, 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 uh, you know, ah, that's a long one, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's 1,200 kilometers. Yeah, yeah to do in three days and a half. That's cool because it's one of the oldest race in France. And you, you did everything you wanted or you still have some race you want to do? N not really racing. Like I, I, I love to go back to races okay. uh, because like um, for one reason or the other, like to do races uh, locally because it's fun and it's uh, just like, I, I like to race. And then some races because the organization or because it's mm -hmm. fun or, or because it's a good competition and, and and it's, it's fun to, to see how you are, but I'm happy with what I have done. And now it's more like I want to have fun and do some things. And, and probably like my, where I get more excited is like on some kind of mountain projects or things like that. Okay. Uh, but racing, it's, uh, it's kind of always fun. And do you plan, because like you did for this weekend, do you plan to do some competition with your wife and your family? Like maybe to, because it should be easier for the organization that, uh, Okay, we will next year we will uh, target this event, you and I, like that. Uh. Yeah, f until now it's been kind of the opposite. Like it was like, okay, uh, you you go to the race. Like for example, now it was like uh, uh, I was in Himalaya, and then like uh, I come back and I was staying with the girls, and then Emily was going to the World Championship, and okay. then like uh, every weekend, like if you if we do races locally, it's like okay, this weekend you race, and the next <laughs> weekend you race, and also like our families they live far away. Emily's family is the closest one, and they are ten hours from us, so it's. It's not that the kids are like, we can leave them like uh, mm. for the weekend with, with the family. So it's like, yeah, we are used to do like uh, one race each kind of, but uh, yeah, I think when they grow up, it will be easier to, to do races together. And, and does your girl start to want to run with you or your wife? No, like they, I don't think they, they understand like, on, like they, they know, I, they understand that our job is running and mm -hmm. climbing and, and that, but uh, it's kind of normal. So they, they do some, like we do one session every Sunday in the track. So then they come with us and they are like playing in the track while we That's are cool. doing loops. So they, yeah, they like to ski and to, uh, and to go to mountains and okay. hike and that. So it's, it's, it's very fun to spend time like, yeah, skiing or, or hiking with them. I have a question for you for a race that is not a trail race, but it's one, I think, one of the most famous and the most difficult race of the world is the Barclay. Yeah. You know the Barclay? I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> is it something that could interest you at one time? Uh, because not so many trail runners are doing this race. 
Yeah, like I know, like a few of the of the runs like Jared uh, that he's been like finishing many times, and it's so interesting. Like it's like, come on, like it's not possible that it's <laughs> that they take so long time. And I I know the runners; they are strong. Like uh, they, it's not that uh, it's uh, so. It's like it's something very intriguing there. Like to, it looks like huh? yeah. So it's like always like it's like it looks not nice at all. Like it's just like a. The place is not very inspiring. Like it's mm -hmm. not like wow, what a beautiful mountain. No, no, it's like just, just cool, a, <laughs> in the in the middle of the forest in a in a kind of a city place. But it's like uh, yeah, it's something very intriguing there. So yeah, I I, I learned yeah some time ago to never say no. So yeah, it's, it's probably that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, have you fancy the race or? No, no, I will never. I, I don't have the level to do that. But uh, I saw s some documentaries on yeah. on that, and it's. Fascinating. I think it's one of the rest I saw the, the runners, they push their limits so, so, so far. Because it's a mix between orientation uh, race, trail race, because they have to climb a lot. And uh, it's really, really difficult. Yeah, no, and, and it's so fun. Like when you are running for more than two or three nights, mm -hmm. you, you get into like a, a mental state that it's, uh, it's, very, it's very interesting. Did uh, you have ever hallucination when you were running due to the lack of sleep? I have had hallucinations, um, but I have always been like uh, knowing that it was kind of an hallucination. Okay. So it was uh, not really running in trail running races, but uh, climbing in some expeditions like that. Uh, yeah. So some people, I knew that it was not people. Okay. But uh, <laughs> I, and, and I felt like I needed to take this guy down like the mountain because uh, because he was like uh, feeling bad, and and I was very like I was very aware that that was just my mind making it, but I. Still like thinking come on guy like you can <laughs> why you are going so slow come on come here and you you need to climb there and like and, and, and at the same time I was aware that that was like just my mind making it okay uh, so yeah things like that uh, yeah it's uh, it's 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 fun uh, yeah <laughs> it's fun now yeah I, yeah, I think yeah. at the moment it's uh, it should be a little weird yeah 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 true that uh, when it's but yeah, somehow like if you practice these sports, it's also because you like kind of these weird experiences in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you can train your muscles, like to be strong, to run as fast as you want. But what we call the invisible work, like the sleep and the nutrition, I think it's something really hard to manage when you are not at the professional level, but at matter level like I am. Especially for this race where you have to run for two, three days and managing the sleep like do I have to do just small sleep of five, 10 minutes each hours and, and, and continue? Do I have to sleep for one hour and two and then continue? It, and it's something that, to be honest, I don't want to try on training. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> to put you in this condition to, okay, which kind of sleep would be the most efficient for me? It's, uh, it, it's not something I want to do. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's hard, like, and especially that, it's not that you, I think that's the big difference also with like the long distance that you, cannot really train it. You can run like, if you run like uh, 5,000 meters, you can train, mm -hmm. like yeah. you can do a replication of 5,000 meters or even a marathon. At you can do a long, level, yeah. yeah. You can do a, a long run, like 42K, like not at, at the yeah. same speed, but like a, a bit like a, on a tempo pace. In but, a tough uh, training program for marathon, you have to run 35, 39 yeah. kilometers. So it's close to... But in an ultra is that you will not say, okay, uh, every Sunday we do like a, a 20 <laughs> or like a 40 hour run. <laughs> like that's that's not realistic. So it's, uh, it's really like on the races where it plays and, and it's all these unknowns that they, they will happen on. And the sleep, it's that like it's, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, 
it's hard to know what's best. Like it was one time that I was doing a, a long run from home. I think it was like 56 hours, and okay. and and there it was some very technical parts. And before these technical parts, like uh, I wanted to be like mentally very like clear. What was working very well it was just like before entering the the, the climbing part to take a, a 10, 15 minutes nap. And then I had like, when I was waking up, I was for two, three hours, very awake. Okay. So I could do this uh, technical part very like pretty well. And then like uh, the, the energy, like the levels was like ooh, going down again. And, and I heard that uh, also like, it's, it's very good to take like a caffeine or a coffee okay. just before like uh, doing this 10, 15 minutes nap. And then you, okay. you wake up. It is your secret food, the coffee to... I, I never drink coffee. I, okay. I only drink coffee like uh, when I'm... When it is an emergency. Yeah, when it's an emergency. So yeah, no, it's uh, that's not... But uh, yeah, it works for these kind of things then, yeah. Okay. Totally another question, but at the food station, what do you pick if... Yeah, so if a race is short, uh, it will be like just gels. In a ultra, then it, it will change. And, and uh, especially, for example, in, in high altitude, it's harder to eat gels. I don't know why, but uh, it's, uh, it feels harder to, to enter them. So, for example, in hard rock or these races in, in high altitude, I would uh, maybe start with gels and do maybe eight hours with gels and then like change to solid. And maybe at one moment your stomach is saying yeah, stop, stop on that, the flavor and that. Yeah. So then like I would change to, to bars or like a potato. Uh, okay, like sweet a, potatoes? A cold potato or sweet potato, okay. some like rice balls, uh, things like that. And then switch to, for example, before a, a strong climb, I would take a gel. Okay. that give like uh, the base on and do you have something that if you see it on the food station it will like boost your motivation like for me if i see some cheese <laughs> i'm like okay cool it's cool that food station will really bring me some motivation okay, to continue yeah. for yeah cheese it's uh, it's hard to digest huh? like, yeah, i know it brings the motivation but, but the balance know. between okay it will it will rise my motivation even if uh, i will suffer for one hour after yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mostly like I, I think in the long races i just think try to finish as fast okay, as possible okay. so you can go to to get like a, a pizza then or whatever like okay yeah. so it's a pizza after, after the, race. the race okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. nice <laughs> yeah so what, what do you like for example in uh, in the long races what what did you eat like it's mostly like try uh, to have so real I, food or like gels and the gels me i cannot handle it so so much so many is I try to do a, like a balance between gels, cereal bars, and also some fruit, like bananas. So I bring that with me, and when I go to the food station, I take what I have. A lot of the time is, it depends. In, in Switzerland, they put cheese, they put uh, crackers, they put soup, and uh, rivella, and, and stuff like that. And in France, it's more uh, fruit like uh, abricot, banana. In the end, I take what, I, what is available. What is that, yeah. I'm really cautious about not eating only sweet stuff. Yeah but also some salty stuff because uh, I know that uh, if I'm not eating salty stuff at one moment or it's electrolyte, the name yeah, I think, yeah. it's, uh, my, my race will become harder. But I don't like to drink uh, Powerade or stuff like that yeah. during a race, only water. But that I'm training it during my yeah. training. Uh, yeah, to drink. Uh, yes, to see what I can handle or not uh, during my race because I know I tried to do like a five hours training with only gels. And at one moment, it was really, uh, I don't know the word. But yeah, it was coming out, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you, you need to it. find where's your, uh, yeah, your limit on that too, yeah. Yeah, but on the opposite, on a road running, like a marathon, I, I take only gels because it's so short that my stomach can handle it. And it, it, the boost is, uh, is, is really good. Yeah, and now, like, you live here in Switzerland, so have you started skiing? 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I start, but uh, alpine ski. Yeah. I have to train for doing the other type of ski, but I, I like to go to the mountain, to be honest, because uh, January, February, March for the winter yeah. uh, period. Normally for runners, it's like the rest period where you do not yeah. train and I just take some rest before starting in April uh, and May uh, the competition. But yes, Switzerland is a really good place to, to run any type of run you want to do. And, and for the sports too, because we have a lot of lake, so we can do swimming, we can do... I, I'm doing paddle now. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's good in Lausanne, you have, a, you have some water in front of you. Yes, <laughs> the Geneva Lake is quite huge. <laughs> And um, did you do like an official marathon once? Until three years ago, I had never like run on the flat uh, okay. at all. Like uh, just like uh, if I was training and it was a flat part, I was trying to avoid it. Uh, so I was like kind of <laughs> the flattest thing I had run. It was like kind of when I ran like Western States or like uh, some parts of Utimbi. Like uh, it's like that's the, the flattest thing I had run. And three years ago, I uh, I did like uh, like I wanted to do like 24 hours in the yes, track. Yes, I remember on track. And, yeah, and then I did also like a 10k, but it was like I was injured all the time uh, because I, I started to train and then it was just like okay, I can handle like to do this session and this session and this session and of course like uh, the the cardio system uh, and the metabolic it's it's working well, mm -hmm. so you can handle like first flat running week I did. It was probably like uh, 210 kilometers with, uh, I think I was doing one day maybe like uh, 20 times 400 meters and then like uh, in the afternoon maybe uh, 10 times 1k and another day that's in really like 3 times 5k and so it was a lot of intensity and a lot of uh, distance but because I could handle it like physically but my, my muscles and my biomechanics weren't ready so like I could okay. train like that and three weeks after, bam, some injury. Then like race, bike, climb, and then like back again and did the same mistake. And so it was like uh, injured all the time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's very you difficult. You're in a cycle where you have a lot of injuries. Uh, should be, uh, yeah. And have you had some injuries on like running or? On trail running, um, not, not, I will not call that an injuries, but at the beginning I was not running with uh, sticks. And um, the day after the race, my legs was really, really hurting me because I, I did not have the techniques and without the stick, my body was not in a good position when I was going down. So I, I learned to avoid that with, with sticks and a better technique. Yeah, and I said in the beginning when I presented you that uh, you, you are vegetarian. Have you yeah. been a vegetarian for a long time? For uh, eight years now. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, at the beginning, because I, I was not well digesting the meat. And then from the ethical point of view, I think it was good also to, to avoid that. And for the ecological aspect too. And, uh, but to be honest, I don't know if it improved or not my performance because I quit smoking at the same time. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> so I think quitting smoking was more effective than quitting meat. But uh, no, it, it was, I think it was a good decision. Even if uh, last week I was doing Etape du Tour. Ah, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, in nice. bike. And when I arrived at the end of, uh, of the race, you have a pasta party and nothing was vegetarian. And still in 2023, you have a lot of competition where you don't have it, even vegan. Huh? I'm just saying vegetarian. Sometimes it's hard to find uh, something to eat. Yeah, some countries it's hard to find 
it's yeah. fine food, yeah. yeah. Here it's uh, probably Switzerland is a lot of uh, of meat. Uh, meat, yeah. Or at least we have we have hot cheese. Yeah. A lot of yeah, lot of hot cheese. So with that, I can handle it, even if it's not the best food for recovery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you, do you think one day to become vegetarian or? Yeah. Well, well I, I have been vegetarian for like I don't know, um, fifteen or like maybe not fifteen, but twelve years or okay. so. So, but like uh, since kid, like uh, I didn't eat much meat. Like uh, my mother is vegetarian, okay. uh, so like um, home we maybe like so you were uh, used to vegetarian, yeah, yeah, like yeah. So we were eating like two times a week, like uh, some chicken or that when okay. growing up. So not a lot, and then I never developed like the the taste for meat. And for me, it was like more like a question of like is it that I didn't like meat, <laughs> but uh, then it's uh, yeah also the environmental. Uh, Thing like the diet, it's it's something that we do every day, and it's like it has kind of a of a big impact. So yes, when you become vegetarian or vegan, also the ecological aspect are coming into this uh, reflection. You are starting your own brand, your own foundation, and I think that ecology is something that is important now in your uh, not preparation yeah. but in, in in your life. Yeah, well, like I think it's uh, yeah. It's uh, it's something that we can escape. Like I think it's like uh, it's affecting us. If you like trail running, uh, probably like you like being in the mountains and this connection mm-hmm. with nature. So it's like uh, it's easy to see the changes that happen. Like uh, we are here now, in, and, and the glaciers are like uh, melting so so quick. Or like we see with all the like the weather that it's just like uh, getting more extreme. In Chamonix, you can see it at the yeah. Mer de Glace. Yeah, Mer de Glace in Chamonix, and the, the pollution also like. Uh, in, uh, in Chamonix is like a huge problem with the air pollution. So all these things and it's like, okay, what I can do. And, and in a way I was feeling like, uh, like those values were like from my family already there. But, but then like my life as an athlete, it was like kind of the worst because like it, it involves a lot of traveling. It's like also like promoting a lot of overconsumption. It's how it works. Like the system is, yeah, like uh, getting a sponsor. It means that you are like promoting like things and some things that maybe you don't need or like some things that uh, maybe uh, you don't need to change all the time. And so it was like kind of, I felt like not uh, not with the right of speaking out because like uh, I wasn't doing mm-hmm. uh, well. And, and but you can yeah, no, th- th- it. then it changed on that. Like I think it was um, saying like, okay, like it's, it's important to speak it out and even like not being perfect, uh, it, you need to, like it's, uh, it's no, something no that you want to change though. and start to change also like a bit our lifestyle, like racing less or traveling less. And then like, I just, uh, yeah, trying to do things. And, and also like in a moment, I, with the sponsors on that, I, I, I earned more money than the one I needed. So it was like, okay, what can be good to put this money like on something that it's better than like uh, to have in a bank account. Yeah, like, cool. well, you work in a bank, but <laughs> yeah, to, to have it there just so when I die, I, I have more money, it's stupid. So I was thinking, okay, maybe it's, it's, yeah, it's good to put it in environmental pro- project. So it started like that. And yeah, and I think it's at least like it's important to feel that uh, you are walking your talk to in a way. So yeah, uh, to be aware of that issue is the first step yeah. to, to manage it. Because I think like when you start to do trail running and now you see that, I don't know by how many time we multiply the person who yeah. attend this race in, in the mountain. But uh, did you see like an impact also in the trail race like uh, because normally people are kind of respectful huh? yeah in general like they, people they, they, is, don't, uh, they don't put trash no, on, uh, it's it's uh, always some stupid but uh, normally people are like really good on like uh, taking the, the their own garbage with them 
But yeah, the, the, the impact is also like on, yeah, how many people like, uh, and it's, it's very different. Like uh, you would say, like, depending the season of the year, mm-hmm. like uh, if it's like spring, for example, it, mostly here in Europe, in the Alps, like in spring, like it's a lot of species that they are like uh, having babies or okay. like, uh, or mm-hmm. in the winter that they are more vulnerable because they are eating less. And at those times, like to put a lot of people in the, in the trails, that would be like very damaging. Some periods they are like uh, less, they have a less impact. Uh, and then like also like depending the, the kind of uh, terrain, like it can handle more or less people. So I think that's something that we need to, to do like uh, when we organize races to, to know, okay, how many people can this area handle? And more and more races are putting a numerous clauses yeah. to, to the start to avoid this. Uh, to avoid this that. And yeah, I think it's, that's, a, that's a very important uh, point for the, the environment. Mm. And yeah, then it's, uh, it's... I have to say, this is why I never do one UTMB race, because I always lost at the drawing. Ah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. So you have been trying uh, many times? Two, twice. Twice, yeah. And uh, the shortest one is the CCC? Yeah, or OCC. OCC, yeah. OCC, yeah, yeah. the 60K. And uh, I never been picked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but it's for a good reason. Yeah. That, uh, to, to, to limit the number of people who can, uh, yeah. who can do this race. Yeah, for me, Hard Rock, it was the third. I was trying three times before getting yeah. in the race. Ah. Right? So, but yeah, it's, it's important to be more aware about that. Like, I think that it's, it's not only about uh, racing and performing, but uh, that we are on a place that it, it don't belongs to us, that we are part of it, but it don't belongs to us. So I think that's important to, to understand. Like it's, uh, and, and, and the new generation is more aware about that. Yeah. We, are not, we are not older, but... Uh, yeah, no, but uh, we didn't, we were not raised uh, with uh, the knowledge, I think. Exactly, exactly. It was a knowledge. We, we did not know as much as people now. Because I, I read that one uh, English junior champion, she did not want to go to Australia for the World Championship. And I, I think it's the first time I read something like that. Yeah, it was also like um, Andy Simons uh, that uh, he was selected to go to the World Championship after running in Thailand. And he said like, uh, no, it's uh, too long travel for like going racing and that. So I think it's, it's good. I think that running, it's in, it has a good movement on, on that. And, and it has the reflections like uh, this year we started also like a, a trail running um, uh, association with, uh, for pro athletes. You have more than 200 people. Yeah, right? like, uh, and, and what I'm really proud of it is that uh, it's not about getting like more benefits. Like, of course, like uh, it's it's a part of the uh, of the mission to to have like more facilities or like a more respect on that. But most of the discussions are about like how can we make the running more sustainable or that. Uh, and like uh, talking with circuits or like that, that to say, okay, how can we limit the, the number of traveling to be able to, to complete a circuit or how mm-hmm. we can have this uh, with the ecosystem's impact. And so all these discussions were before the athletics or career part or, or all the social issues. So it's, it's good that I think it's uh, that most of the trail runnings, even the, uh, not especially, but also the, the professional ones, like they, they put those... Uh, subjects before like uh, no it's very nice that you use your popularity uh, to make things progress on on this side definitely so you start normal your your brand what is the biggest challenge you have in this uh, new role well it it, it was a big change like uh, because like i had been with salomon since uh, since the beginning like uh, it was uh, when i was like uh, 16 years old like had been with them and and, and so it's a, it's a lot of personal relationships there, so it was kind of easy to continue. Mm-hmm. But on another way, like I also like meet that people like in camper and like 
it was like okay it's we can like i had always dream about like designing gear and like that's something i love mm -hmm. but it was mostly okay like how we can approach like also this uh, this change on like uh yeah it's 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 hard like and you, you work in finance so it's it's a lot of contradictions when you think about environment and, and consumption and our consumption and finance and all that so but you can think about something more yeah so it was that like to say okay like taking the problem uh, on a way and we thought about like yeah we durability and that so it was this uh, yeah strong will from from me and from from camper to say okay let's start something together and the challenge is like it's it's always challenging. It's so challenging, like everything. Like I, I'm learning so much. Like I, I love designing products. I I like the marketing part. That's something okay. I knew. But are you following like yeah, some business courses? Like no, like I I'm I think I'm smart enough to know what I don't know. Okay. Uh, so like it's it's good to to have people that know really well, like the business part, really know well the I don't know okay. like supply chain. So like I. <laughs> I trust them like uh, yeah it's uh, so it's uh, it's important to <laughs> yes, to know to that yeah. alone yeah. yeah yeah so you learn about supply chain you design some gear some uh... yeah so we we design like mostly like shoes and apparel and but uh, yeah then it's like also like that like to think business model that uh, mm -hmm. that is not based on our consumption but and, and I think that's uh, yeah where we need to to go in the future if we want to does it take so many of your time. Yeah, well, like I, I, I would work like every day a couple of hours on, on that. So like it's normally like three, yeah, uh, three, four hours every day that yeah, I work good. on that. And yeah, it's it's good. Like uh, when, when the guests <laughs> are sleeping, then it's like uh, time okay. to work. And yeah, yeah, but, uh, that, yeah. So uh, um, when you are not like uh, working or like uh, training, like swimming or running or biking, what are your hobbies? What, what do you like to do? I like to do podcasts. Okay, yeah. yeah. So do, do a bit of promotion here. Like, uh, what, uh, what <laughs> are the podcasts? Yeah. I do podcast on a writer called Stephen King. I think you okay, know. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So each each month we read a book of him, and then we are six and we discuss of it. Okay. Nice. And uh, yes, that's interesting because uh, I always like to speak in a microphone. I'm not a video guy. I prefer to to speak. And uh, yes, I'm doing a lot of podcasts. And for a while, I had an association to help people to start their own uh, podcast. So when I was in France. Okay. Yeah. So that was nice. Yeah. So you are working on all the technical part and on that. Yes. Yeah. Yes, because uh, I think it's like in running, you don't have to purchase the most expensive stuff to start. You can start with uh, middle range uh, stuff, and you will do really good things. And uh, at the moment you have the motivation to do it, it's uh, it, it's it's working. And you? So do you have another passion than? Uh... Well, like I, I'm kind of geeky, uh, like okay. on on a lot of like uh, history of, of of the sport and like also like uh, more of the, of the science. Like I I, I okay. like to read science. Like I go one time a week, like to something interesting there, different sciences. But then it's. Uh, I like uh, normally, like as I mentioned before, like we like kind of silence and tranquility. So it's not that uh, our social life is is not big. Like I would say, like it's just like we live in a small place. Like it's our house, then 500 meters another house. Mm. Then it's maybe in this area where oh, we yes, live is like quiet. maybe <laughs> 10 families, and then like seven kilometers from there is or like 10 kilometers from there is this uh, this city with uh, 2,000. Uh, Okay, okay. Yeah. Ah, yes, you're already in a white. So, uh, yeah, uh, but uh, then, then, yeah, like, I, like uh, um, reading, like lecture, and okay. uh, this is, uh, yeah. Three, two, one. Now, um, 
I think we, we start to know a bit each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, I will um, uh, say uh, three sentences about me. Okay. And actually, one is true and the two other are false. Okay. So uh, you should guess which one is, uh, is it. So the first one is that I didn't drink any alcohol until I was 18 years old. The second is that uh, the, the name of, the, of normal, of my brand, is a combination of the names of uh, two mountains in the Pyrenees. That's uh, Norforca and Maladeta. And uh, the third one is that I live in, uh, in the city of Ondarsnes in Norway. For the last uh, four years, I have been working with the sports uh, organization club, like with the okay. local races and the kids. Okay. Um, I think the true one is the last one, I will say. No! Ah. Okay, so the first one, you did not yeah. drink until uh, 18? Yeah, Okay. that was. Okay, okay. I will play the same game with you. My first option is, we were recording in a remote uh, session an episode of uh, the podcast Le Roi Stephen. I did not give the name <laughs> of this uh, podcast on Stephen King. And uh, one of my co-hosts, who is usually quiet talkative, he really talk a lot, this time he was not talking quite silent, and it took a few minutes to realize that he was holding his newborn baby in his hand. <laughs> uh, so this is why he was not really talkative at this session. So my second option is, as a big fan of both running and Stephen King, I co-created my own race near Geneva called The Baking, an alternative and shorter version of the Barclay where runners have to rip page of Stephen King's books as checkpoints, like in Barclays. That would be fun. It would be fun. And the last option is one of my other passion in the English band Muse. You know Muse? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Best rock band in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And so on every major race, I have a start and finishing playlist from this band with uh, my favorite songs of them. Hmm. Yeah. I think the the Barclay version, it's... uh, Looking good, but uh, no, I think uh, the uh, the baby one. It's true. Ah, <laughs> I, I was I was not thinking with the moose because yeah, that's also like a very common thing. So do do you like moose? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I saw them eighteen times. Okay. Yeah. So you are a big fan. Yeah. I am a big fan of them. Yeah. 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 It's true. I did not ask you if you have a favorite band that you like to listen when you are running or uh, training. I can like pretty varied, but like for running, like. Yeah, punk, uh, ska. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. So we spent a lot of time together and now UTMB has asked its community to ask you some questions because they want to know a little bit about you. So I will be the spokesperson and I will ask uh, their question. So the first one is from Rebecca. Her question is, what change did you witness in trail running during the last decade? both in positive and negative ways. Uh, well, like how many hours you have over that? <laughs> <laughs> Just no, yeah. No, I, I think like uh, to find something like uh, that it's um, kind of, uh, of quick. I think positively it's that uh, it's been growing in a, in a very natural way and it's developing, taking into account all the, all the, the variety of, of trail running that uh, it's uh, the, most of the races are like developing on a differently on different ambiences and that they, the, the trail running is keeping this, uh, this variety so everyone can find its ambience, its place and, it's true. and that uh, I think that's something that uh, m- most of sports when they develop they, they 
kind of like kind of uh, um, you have a big yeah, variety unique, of different uh, yeah. phrases, and it's yeah. it's a big variety. I think that's 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 great. And in negative, I think it's um well, I think it's more like probably one thing is this um this approach to 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 the to the nature to the mountain that um, it's not only about running fast, but it's also like about respecting the 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 place where we are running and mm-hmm. and yeah, we said before that it's still like most of people, but uh, we see that it's uh, sometimes it's it's not the case. Like uh, where competition, it's first than the the respect of uh, of the nature, and then like about uh, changing to more uh, yeah, it's people like coming from uh, like like you or other backgrounds that is not uh, on the mountains. And you, you you are pretty smart, so you don't get yourself on trouble. But it's many people that it's they think I'm strong, I can do like a, a big race like QTB, so I can like climb the summit uh, running, and, and and then it's uh, so to understand that it's not only about the the physical capacities, but about the technical capacities. That's uh, two points where uh, I think it's we're struggling to to educate. Yeah. Okay. So the second question is from Suki. How do you want to be remembered after your career? I don't care. <laughs> like, uh, I want to have fun. That's all, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> And the last question is from Oliver. How many athletes do you think will be running sub-20 hours in the UTMB 23? Maybe we have to remember that you break this record last year. Yeah, yeah, we were running under uh, 20 hours, yeah. Mm. yeah. No, I, I think like um, if it's like If it's good conditions, because yeah, conditions uh, they they can affect a lot. But let's say it's good conditions, like last year, like I think easily like it could be, like uh, I think it's easily like ten, yeah, ten runners that they can run under um, under twenty hours, and then probably one or two get like it's always some problems. But yeah, I think like uh, at least uh, 10, 10 athletes are capable of it. Yeah. So now it's on the tape. So we'll check if you're yeah. right. <laughs> What can I wish you in the future now? Um, just to to keep enjoying. I think that's just to to be healthy. I think health is mm-hmm. um, is the most important to 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 keep dreaming. Like I I have some friends that uh, he's uh, 92 years old, and every time you you talk with him about mountains. He's so excited, like he's like, oh, this weekend I will go to do that, and you see his eyes like shining, and yeah. that, that's amazing. And, and I think he's 92, you say? Yeah. And so I think it's to keep the passion, to to keep this emotion of like, even if it's not like things that they are easier than what we did before, but it's just like to keep passionate about like uh, doing things outside. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. And you, like, uh, what are? Uh, yes, what are you I think for? the else also because uh, until you can practice the sport you want, it's so good. In terms of race, yes, just to finish my Paris-Brest Paris would be cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's a long one. Yeah. yeah, that's a long, long one. W- yeah. When is that? It's uh, 21st of August. Okay, so yeah, we'll yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I hope with the, the, the weather, the condition will be good because else in summer, last week when I was doing etape du Tour, it was 46 degrees, yeah. not the best that's condition to, to, to ride. Do you have a race in mind for this summer? Yeah, um, so normally now I, I will be racing a series now. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, here in Switzerland in middle of August. And then like uh, today I was running here in Ayer to get a stone. So like uh, I could race also like uh, within me in the end of August or beginning of September. I think it's September 1st. Yeah, so yeah, 
on September 1st. Yeah. Nice. So I wish you the best for that. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was very nice to meet you. And uh, yeah, I, I wish you best luck for, uh, for the next adventures. And Thank you, Kian. And already, it was really a nice moment to, to share with you. Huh? It's really easy to speak with you about uh, about running and trade and sharing. Well, we're doing the same. Huh? We just put one feet after the other, and <laughs> it's true. Uh, and faster wish... and slower, but it's the same, yeah. And I wish you the best for yes for UTMB and Cersinal. I will watch that and on Swiss television. Yeah, thank you. That's it for today. We hope you enjoyed this moment and found some inspiration to get out on the trail paths. If you did, please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and share it with a friend, a colleague, or someone you just crossed paths with. If you don't want to miss the next episode, subscribe to the podcast and follow at UTMB World Series on social media. We will be back next month for a new extraordinary meetup. Stay tuned. Ouais, ouais, ouais. Il fait chaud. Ouais, ouais. Ouais, ouais c'était cool. Ouais, c'est sympa. Ouais, le format, c'est top. Hein. Ouais.